Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kramer and our friends at Kramer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. Hey, it's David Vaughn. Howdy to all y'all in Eagle Country. It's Sunday night that means it's rev and my name is david vaughn and this is an excellent exciting rev because it's easter sunday night i don't know some of y'all went to church today somewhere hopefully some of y'all were at whitewater crossing uh but if you didn't this is kind of a special day even those who really don't uh, follow jesus all the time would probably acknowledge this is a pretty special day i know that opening day got bumped but easter never gets bumped so we're kind of celebrating uh, what God did on Easter, uh, several thousand people showed up and might talk a little bit about why uh, we think Easter is so important here in a minute. But in the studio tonight on the Rev Show is one of my staff members, a guy named Joe Porter. If ever there was a guy who should be comfortable with communication, it's <laughs> Joe Porter. So, Joe, tell us a little bit about who you are. What do you do for us here at Whitewater Crossing? Yeah, uh, I run communications and media. Uh, actually, my official title is communications guy. Um, so that way, illustrious title. Yeah, yeah. keeps it kind of simple and uh, keeps me grounded. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, one of the things that I love doing is helping people and provoking people to tell their story. Um, and so that's a big part of my role at Whitewater. It's really exciting to hear stories, find ways to share those in really creative ways. And it's really cool to see life change happening. And so I'm just kind of facilitating all of that and making sure that uh, that's happening at the church. And it's really cool to be a part of that. Joe taught me the word curate. He curates those stories. And uh, so Lori and I hear a lot, obviously, uh, from being at Whitewater. But you and Eagle Country have heard some. But I'm sure you haven't heard them all. If you've ever been on our website, whitewatercrossing.org, you can see a lot of features and a lot of things to uh, surf through and look through, and you'll see a lot of those stories, won't you, Joe? Isn't there a special section where people can kind of check out some stories? Yeah, uh, real-life stories. If you uh, like to watch your content on YouTube, we've got tons of YouTube content of people telling their stories. And I've heard it said several times, really, all a story is is just regular, everyday events with rules set. So everybody Mm. has a great story. Everybody... Mm has something compelling that's happened. Uh, and it could be a God story. It could just be something amazing that's happening in your life. So we just kind of provide a little bit of rules and structure to it. Uh, so that way it's compelling to listen and watch. But everybody's, I, I have a, I have a bias that everybody has a great story. That, that's true. We did uh, a theme one year, a couple of years ago at church called yeah. The Story. Uh-huh. And the key was f- about helping people find their story in God's story. Yeah. And there's usually a lower, Story and an upper story. Uh, down here on earth, it's the lower story. It's kind of like day to day what's going on. Some of you in Eagle Country, your story's not too good right now. And you think, wow, this is a bad story. But there's an upper story, uh, and that's like the story of God at work unbeknownst to you. Yeah. He kind of is working upstream in your life. You don't even realize it. And so what the cool thing is, is when we see God's story and our story, the upper story meets the lower story, and then you got a story to tell. 
Yeah. And uh, we love those stories of life change. And those of you in Eagle Country, you got a story, and your story matters to God a lot. Joe, what's the, we tell our stories, we're into narrative. Why, why do you think that's such a powerful thing, not only in Christian media, but really if you look at TV or anything, that, that there is the power. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I, I believe this is kind of baked into who we are as humans. Mm. And so uh, we we share story even though we may not think of it that way. When we come home at the end of the day, we ask people, how was your day today? Tell me a story mm. about what happened. We relate to each other in stories, history. Uh, when we go back and see you know, hundreds of years ago, that's shared in the form of a story, usually of a narrative. And so I believe it's kind of baked into us. It helps us connect with other humans, uh, because when they share their story, it makes us feel like we're not alone. Uh, mm. As humans, we want to feel connected, like we're mm. we're not alone in this thing. And so, when we hear stories that, and if you think about the greatest movies and films, or maybe mm. the books that you love, it, there's a great character, there's a great narrative, there's a great story. Usually, an, an adversarial or a problem, yeah, there's good or, and evil, yeah. that, and it's these things that really, I think, I feel like are just kind of baked into the universe. And so, when we hear great story, we respond to it. We don't really know why it's so cool and. Uh, oftentimes it takes a perspective to know hmm. what's what's really positive about a story. So you mentioned finding the big part of the story. Hmm. I found in, in, in capturing people's stories in my own life, a lot of times we don't see that bigger part of our story until the end. Yeah. And oftentimes if you think of your favorite movies, that's the climax of the story is yeah. the hero finally realizing what their purpose was. But in the middle of the struggle – they don't usually see it, and that's the way we are. We we don't necessarily see and feel that in the middle of our struggle. It takes the perspective mm. of looking back on our lives. And uh, so that's why I love sitting down with somebody, hitting record on a camera, and simply asking them to tell us, tell us about your life. What so don't happened. give up. I mean, yeah. that's a message for the – on Easter Sunday night in Eagle Country, if ever there was a story, man, on Friday with Jesus, it didn't look too good. Yeah. But Sunday's coming. Sunday did come. And that's a whole nother story. And uh, so don't give up in your situation. God, you're learning things in the story of your life, in the valley of your life that you can never learn any other way except you went through. I mean, Lori and I talk about that. Lori's story, I know you know her here relative to Eagle Country, but her story uh, is, is awesome. And everybody has a story. And it's so good when we tell those stories of when we failed and when we, you know, yep. won. Uh, you know, we like to be the hero of the story, but usually we're the villain of our own story. You know, <laughs> we're our own problem. I heard somebody say, if you could kick the person most responsible for your problems, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week because it's usually us. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <yeah. laughs> so, uh, I, I think whenever you hear somebody else's story, it's like, oh, I, I, that's me. Uh, that's me too. I, yeah. I, I like, uh, you know, struggle with that same thing. So, as I communicate on Sunday and hopefully through the radio show on Sunday nights here at Rev, I hope that I don't come across as the hero yeah. of all my stories. I, I, I hope people will see me as a real, authentic, genuine guy who struggles just like you. Maybe I've learned some things, but maybe some things that I can learn from you. Nobody's really arrived, uh, yeah. but I, I think we Joe has done a great job on our team at capturing and telling those stories. And most of the good chatter and momentum we get around church is due because to a life change story. And Joe captures uh, a lot of those things uh, for that reason.
Well, I found in this current climate of uh, it's pretty easy to attack other people who don't believe the same things you believe, hmm. uh, who don't uh, perceive the same ways you, or don't live the same lifestyle that you do mm-hmm. or any of those things. And it's so easy in an online and digital world. And I love digital technology. I love uh, the platforms that we have to share with, through Facebook and YouTube. And those are amazing platforms. But what I've found is when you're detached from somebody's story, then it's so easy to attack. And so that happens in an mm-hmm. online world. But what I've found is when two people sit across from each other and they're hearing their story and their perspective, mm-hmm. we're a lot more alike than we like to say that we are. Mm-hmm. And so I've experienced this in real life. Uh, even if we're not recording and capturing the story, just having conversations with people. And at the beginning, it's like you're polar opposites. Yeah. I believe this. You believe this. We're totally opposite. Yeah. But in having a conversation and telling each other stories, you actually arrive pretty yeah. close to the middle of, okay, we're actually not that different. Yeah. And so telling stories brings us together. It doesn't push us apart. That's why I love it. Hmm. That's true. You know, I yeah. think there are more problems in church world, in government world, in school world, in business world would be so much easier navigated if they just had face-to-face conversations. I think there's a lost art to yeah. that. And you figure out, you know what, I, maybe I shouldn't have demonized them the way that I did. Yeah. Cause they, they, and when you hear the background of someone's story, mm-hmm. uh, I found in our church that, uh, you know, I'm not who I want to be, but I'm not who I used to be, thank God. And we have a lot of people who get judged for how they are now, but I say, man, don't judge them until you know where they started. I started farther up the road, a good mom and dad, good stuff. There's a lot of people who started way, way behind me. So before you judge where somebody is, judge them for where they began, not where they're, they are. Yep. And it has to do with story, background. It doesn't excuse no. uh, people's bad behavior. But it makes you understand mm-hmm. and have a feeling of, of pity or remorse or sadness or empathy, compassion for them. Cause, you know, if that would have happened to me the way that it happened to them, who's to say where I would be? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and we have a tendency to uh, judge our actions, uh, or I'm sorry, judge other people's actions, but judge our motives. And you never know mm. someone's motive until you have a conversation with them. It's mm. almost impossible. And so you just mm. you see an action and you immediately judge them. But then mm. we have a tendency to to judge our intentions. Uh, mm. And so it's nice yeah. to re- try to reverse that. To try to actually hold, I try to hold myself accountable and say, mm. okay, what are what are my actual actions, not just my intentions? And then flip the coin on you know, uh, people across from me to actually try to understand what were their intentions, even though I see this and that doesn't make sense to me. And, uh, but uh, actually taking the time to have a conversation and hear their story usually provides a lot of perspective for me. Mm-hmm. That's good for preachers to hear, yeah. uh, you know, to, uh, to seek to understand, uh, to be understood. Uh, yeah. if you're a, a communicator is good. Now, Laura, you do the same thing. I know you do some sales here at Eagle country and, and you're on a quest to find out that business's story, mm-hmm. right? Yep, uh, you're not just trying to sell. You're trying to say, here's your story. Let's tell it. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, well, that's exactly how we do things here. But to the tune of the stories, I think that we, as Joe said, we're so easy to judge people sometimes by the cover of what we, how we perceive them. And then sometimes mm-hmm. you hear their story. And for me personally, because I've seen a lot of these stories, um, 
of other people that go to Whitewater that I don't know personally, um, I always just think, wow, it's such an incredible story. And a lot of times in situations, because sometimes it may be a story of somebody who has overcome an illness or or not overcome it or lost a family member. And that, too, just makes you feel closer to the church as a whole, but also gives you a little more just general gratitude and yeah. thankfulness yeah. for, you know, God and how he does bless us every day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it gives you a grateful heart uh, yeah. when you hear other people's stories that may be going through more difficult things. Um, it's also just really compelling, again, coming from the church world, of telling a story of life change. I I don't know about the listeners out there, what kind of work they're in or what you do for a living, but if you're in any kind of situation of education or mental health or anything to where you're trying to affect somebody else's life in a positive way, you know that it's very difficult. Um, if you take somebody who's maybe an adult now and you're trying to help them turn around their life, life change is hard. And some people may have given up and said, you know what, people don't change. I mean, how many movies have been made about that to where like the main character is somebody who can't change and this is the way I am. And uh, but there is hope for change. And it doesn't it doesn't necessarily come through a statement of beliefs on a church website. It doesn't come from, you know, sharing, you know, you know, anything else other than an example of life change. It's hard to argue with somebody who Boy, says, here's where so I was true. and here's where mm-hmm. I am now. You can't argue with my experience. You may be able to argue with the beliefs, but. It's really tough to argue with life change that happens that sticks, and we see that every day. Yeah, at Whitewater, you, you, you know, it's people ar- argue with your theology, but yep. seldom will they argue with your testimony. I once was blind, but now I see. Yep. Uh, and I think this is why Jesus told so many parables. Parables, earthly stories, heavenly meaning. Yeah. There's always more truth in a story not less. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Jesus told a lot of these parables and stories. He was a narrative guy, and people said, hmm, I'm learning something. He even kind of convicted or confronted people through parables without telling them they were the bad guy. They yeah. were like, you know, he's talking about us. I can't prove it, yeah. <laughs> but I know he's talking about us. Well, and if you think about a great story, <laughs> if you're doing it well, and I I'd like to say a few times in my life I've created some good stories. Sometimes yeah. they're not so good, but the really good ones are the ones that are like a great piece of art. And you, you know, maybe you're not a huge like art gallery person, but maybe you love music, like a great song, a great piece of art. It has layers and it's deep. You don't just want to look at a piece of artwork and it and it has words on it that mm-hmm. says appreciate beauty. You know, you don't want to be told to appreciate it. I want to I want to discover it and feel that, and that has layers. Well, and I think that's different for everybody, too. Yeah. Everybody sees that piece of art differently. Yeah. So that's a great yeah. story is a great piece of art if it's given a chance for somebody's true story to come through and, and they're being authentic and they're given space to share what really happened and not just being coached on what we want them to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, when something true comes through for an artist – uh, same thing with a song. Some of your great songs that you love, they have layers and they talk about real humanity. It's not just the most recent pop song that's mm-hmm. fun to shake your head to. That's not great art, although it's fun. Uh, but the ones that really have layers is just super amazing to, to, to experience. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Um, I, uh, I know that the guy that sponsors this show, Mark Kramer at Kramer's Beer House, his story is off the chart good. Yeah. And I think what makes Mark uh, so special, besides just sponsoring this wonderful show that we do on Sunday <laughs> nights called Rev, is that he's who he is. 
And God has taken his story and redeemed his story. Yeah. And there's something attractive about telling your unique story in your unique voice that people just can kind of sense. I, I, I think they sense whether you're faking your story, whether yeah. that's your real story. And, and God's not done with your story yet. I mean, that's, that's what I'm trying to, uh, communicate with my communication dude. <laughs> That God is not finished with your story here tonight in Eagle Country, wherever you're listening from, uh, even if you say, you know, this Easter stuff, this Jesus stuff, this Bible stuff, this church stuff, I've heard some bad stories about church. That may be true, and some of it really warranted. Uh, but I still have a bias that God is at work and knocking on the door of your house and your heart even now to say, you know, there's more to your story. There could be more to your story. And I think everything's better. Everybody's story is better. It's richer with God uh, being a part of it. Yeah. Just two nights ago, I had a chance to sit down with uh, a guy probably in his 50s or so. uh, And he told his story about uh, growing up and uh, talked about how he's been struggling with PTSD and just really had no reason to believe that there was a God. Uh, Why would God cause this amount of pain. And I don't know if anybody out there knows somebody or you're struggling yourself with PTSD or any kind of trauma. Um, it, it can take you some dark places. Mm-hmm. So she, he shared, to tell a good story, you have to share the darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord of the Rings is not Lord of the Rings without the darkness. Um, and so he shared the darkness and, and, and how hard it was and was very candid about how angry he was at God. Uh, at the invitation of his recent, uh, he just recently got married, at the invitation of his wife, he uh, started coming to a group at Whitewater, and uh, it's called Alpha. It's an amazing program. Bear Grylls actually, you know, d- went through it when he was uh, a couple years ago mm-hmm. when he was struggling with who God was. So it's an amazing program. So he went through it, and after several weeks, started to just really come to terms with who God was. And now he's he's a totally new man. And so he goes into the, the to the doctors. He's you know going into the doctor's office, and he was on some medication. And uh, and he was doing a checkup, so he walks in, and the doctor's like, looks at him, he's like, what happened to you? And he's like, what? Are you, have you been taking more medication than I gave you? He's like, no, why, why would you say that? He's like, something's different about you, it's crazy. <laughs> he's like, no, for real, doc, I haven't been taking medication. I, I, I can tell you what it is, though. I found Jesus, and he's radically changed my life. And the doctor just kind of took a second, like, Oh yeah, right. Okay, yeah, okay. He yeah. <laughs> started backing away. He was a little uncomfortable, but it was it was hard to argue with the change that he saw in his face. He was like something he is knew. different. And so it was it was pretty cool to hear his story in his fifties, struggling in dark place and now just uh just in a great place. And it's been it's been a great journey for him. So hmm. Joe, talk to me a little bit and we might be able to get into this in another show. With because uh, we got about five minutes left in Rev tonight, talk to me a little bit about what how valuable communication is uh, in a church. Uh, why why it, it, you know you're working full time doing this? A lot of people think, wow. Yeah. I thought preachers, uh, you know, people work at church are like they study the Bible all the time and they got to be like <laughs> scholars and yeah. you know. But you you are at the forefront, uh, the cutting edge of trying us trying as Whitewater and as Christ followers to get our message out. So yeah. what what is, why is communication so important? A lot of us uh, maybe grew up when church didn't have any kind of 
Well, communication. Some of us yeah. maybe listening didn't even think of a church having a website. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. But technology has changed the church as has. well, hasn't it? Yeah, it's raised the stakes. Uh, when I first started in communications, I started following a blog, and they talked about all things church communications, and it was called churchmarketingsucks.com. In fact, <laughs> it's still a website. You can go there and look at it. And so it's just a great resource of of marketing. I would say it applies to really anything, not just to churches. The truth is, is you have a message that you're sharing. The question is, do you want to, do you want that to be on purpose? Do you want to help control that narrative a little bit? Uh, so no matter what you do, if you're a business, uh, if you're a, a startup or a big business, if you're not looking at communications and how you're communicating and how people are seeing you, um, you're still doing it. You're still communicating a message. You just may not know what it is. So the church for years kind of did that, didn't really pay attention to, how are you actually seen in the community? Does the community see you as a, a great mm. vital resource a where you're loving yeah. people and blessing? And the answer was no, but no one was kind of paying attention to that. So that that's my job is just to really pay attention to how is the community seeing us? Um, mm. What kind of message are we sharing? How many messages? Uh, so there's lots of great messages. Again, as a business owner, you want to try to narrow it on, okay, mm. what do we want to be known for? What's the mm. one or two things that – when you, you know, think of Coca-Cola, what does Coca-Cola want to be known for? And they do lots of different things, but they have kind of like a central brand and a message that you want them, you, they want you to think about. And the church should do that as well. And so our, our message that we center everything around is help people find hope in Jesus and a home in his church. That's how we do church. And we want people to know that we're there to help and we want to provide hope and we want them to find a home eventually in this church. So. Um, it's it's important because you share a message anyways, so you might as well kind of. So we just got to back up the message. <laughs> that, that's like we yeah. don't want to be false advertising. Yeah, there's, uh, sometimes <laughs> marketing is kind of a dirty word, you know. In the church, it's like you know, uh, hey, I don't want to be marketed to, and so I I tend to not think of what we do as marketing, but uh, just simply centering our, our our message and communications around one thing, and um, so it's it's really cool just to be able to connect. The, the great resources that we have uh, and the ministers and the uh, lay staff that we have, and they're doing amazing things to help people in the community. So they've got all these great ideas, and I just pair them up with the resources that they need. I mean, that's all mm-hmm. the communications is. It's just simply getting the message of an amazing thing we're doing, like Solve 7, for example. I think if you listen on the show, I think you probably yeah. heard from Shannon. Solve 7, Shannon. Yep. She uh, was here. So getting those amazing ideas into the hands and the hearts of people in our community and in our church, I mean, that's my main job is just connecting the dots there. Because yeah. when people hear a great message and a, and a great cause, they want to get behind it. Mm-hmm. And I just want that to get shared as much as possible. Well, that's similar to what we do here when we're working with our businesses. We're always trying to help them reach the one person not everybody and i say that in a way that the stories that the that the church is telling through the the story it may reach one person and yep. change their life and help them find god so we're we have somewhat different objectives in what we're doing but this and ultimate goal is the yeah. same is to reach that one person yep. it is that needs help. it our theme for easter uh this morning and last saturday night was to provide hope. White water is for everybody. Jesus is for everybody. The resurrection, we said, is for everybody. It's to give hope. And, and obviously hope brings about, 
someone looking for that where others need it, and that's where the home comes in. But we are all about helping people, as Joe said, help, hope, and home. I remember somebody came up to our life center and said, uh, uh, I asked them why they're here. They said, well, I hear this is the church that helps people. Yeah. I thought, now that's like the best description ever <laughs> of what a church is. Yeah. Uh, this is the, I, that's what I want to be known for. Not this large building. I mean, sometimes yeah. people drive by our building and think, oh, that's a big, uh, you know, corporate, must be all about the money and, you know, wealthy people are up there. No, we're just a church on 128 that loves Jesus, wants to help people find hope in, in a home, in a world where they feel hopeless, homeless, yeah. and, you know, hopeless and sometimes helpless. And so that's, that's who we are. And so uh, this is good. Joe, uh, we may have you back if you got time. i got some other stuff I want to explore maybe yeah. next week. Uh, but uh, I, I just uh, think in Eagle Country that w- what Rev does is it provides you kind of an inside look at how churches work. Mm-hmm. This radio show is very unique in that we really don't have an agenda other than to help you and give you some insight into how a biblically functioning church ought to look and act and be how one preacher sees it with a team of people. Uh, and obviously our main agenda is to help you. Whether you come to Whitewater Crossing or not, man, find a church. We still believe, as flaws, flawed as it is, that the church is the best thing going. It's what Jesus established, and it is the hope of the world when it's working right. There's nothing better than when a local church is working right. Now, there's nothing worse yeah. when it's not, yeah. when we don't act like we should. And so we ought to, we got to own that. But that's the message. We would love to have you visit our church or any church and uh, and find one that's real, find one that gives you hope, and find ones that will help you find your story uh, in his story. How much time we got left, Lori? We've got a few more minutes, so I was going to put you on the spot. Uh Uh-oh. But if you have a better idea, we can go (laughs) with that. But I was going to put you on the spot and say maybe you could tell us a story you can think of off of the top of your mind where it just was amazing to you and you just want people to know about it. Yeah. Um, Well, I'll probably just think of the ones that have recently happened just because that. Well, they're all awesome. Yeah. so there was a, a gentleman uh, that came by our video story booth, which is actually new. We just kind of, so if you've ever been to like a wedding, like that's the big thing is have like a, a a photo booth and you take crazy photos. And so we wanted to have an opportunity for people to uh, take video themselves inside of a booth and just be candid about uh, what's going on in their life, whether it's about faith or God or anything. And so we've been kind of test running that. So we would love for you guys to pop by if you ever want to on a Sunday and tell us your story. Um, and so he just kind of went into the video booth and hit record on the camera and started to tell us a little bit about his story. He grew up in a really uh, tough environment. So his name is Todd. I don't think mm. Todd would mind me uh, sharing mm. that. So uh, he grew up in a really tough environment um, just uh, as he as he grew up, just kind of decided that um, there was really no God. There's no, really no other reason to live. Uh, he talked about... Uh, some drug abuse and stuff that he had been struggling with for years. Um, and so about five years ago, he found his way to Whitewater, uh, lived right around the corner from the church. And, uh, and, and the first day that he came, it was nothing radically different. He just started kind of coming and just kind of engaged. And slowly he kind of started finding hope and kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. 
And so now five years later, he's fully engaged there uh, with his girlfriend and a couple of kids. And they're just like on fire and just so excited. And I see him, you know, in the second row uh, wearing a hat because I'm a hat person, you know, in church. I love it. And he's got his hand raised and just praising God. And here's somebody who uh, who had no hope and uh, and thought that that's what he deserved. And it, it made me sad to to hear that story. Um, but it gives me it gives me uh, joy and hope to hear people like Todd, who uh, we were just used as a tool. I mean, it could have been any church, sure. could have been one down the road. It's not mm-hmm. that's not a that's not Whitewater being the hero. That's God being the hero of the that's story. Right. And we're just that we're the helper. Again, I, I talked about Lord of the Rings. I guess I really like that movie. It's more than I thought. Uh, so we're, I, I see us as Sam. You know, we're, we're the helper. We're not the hero. Um, we're not Frodo. Uh, we, we, we see you, we see the, the people that we're coming alongside and helping, um, as being part of the hero of the story along with God. And so that Todd just really, you know, so if you actually go to our website or go to YouTube, uh, or follow us on Facebook. Just uh, I think last week we shared. It's just a quick little video. It's uncut, unedited. Just him being candid to the camera and just being real about uh, his past and but also his future. So it's a very yeah. low pressure way too to to be able to tell your yeah. story because sometimes you need to be able to just release. Yeah, that it's kind of therapeutic. Yeah, um, and not talking to a person, so it's kind of a little bit easier. So yeah, I would encourage anybody to to do that. And actually, I would just encourage our listeners just. Uh, you don't have to come on the campus to try to start exploring your faith with God. Um, so I would just encourage you to to start thinking about, okay, what is your faith story? And we would actually love to hear it. Like, how did, uh, did you grow up with any kind of faith? Uh, has God been a part of your life? Has there been ways that you've sensed that God has been working in your life? Or maybe not at all. Maybe you have a story about uh, a part of your past that was painful. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would love to hear those. So, Laura, I don't know what the best way to get those in. Maybe... Uh, jump on the Eagle site um, uh, and send a message. Yeah, we can uh, email uh, to Rev, R-A-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Um, you could probably give us a call here at the studio. Yeah. Uh, go on to Facebook, send us a message to the Whitewater page, either page, however it works. There's many we know. There's a lot of ways to communicate yeah. these days. Um, but usually at the end of these shows, we try to close it out in prayer. So Yeah. yeah. Yep, glad to do it. Yeah. God, thanks for these wonderful stories we've heard, those that are we have yet to hear. Thank you for the partnership we have with Crimer's Beer House and the partnership with Eagle Country. And thank you uh, that you're using us to help people find their story in your story. So, uh, God, thank you for this opportunity, this platform, to be real and to give hope. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.